podcast. It is week 5, 2024, Friday the 2nd of February. You're very welcome. you about AI and why you should not necessarily reach for it every time. Computers are automation devices and the ultimate expression of automation is AI. However, you should start scripting automation before complicated AI. Sometimes a cron job and a script is all you need for automation. I think there's always a temptation to try to apply AI everywhere and you can certainly see that happening at the moment in the marketplace where it seems to be that um, every product that's out there is is quote unquote AI inside, and it's starting to get a little bit ridiculous. And I worry that we're in a hype cycle. AI is a great technology, and it is ultimately the destination for automation. But there's a few steps you can go through along that path that are much more simple to implement. Sometimes when you want to automate something, you can literally just start with a script and call that script from a cron and make it as simple as possible. Then you can start going beyond that and start looking at more complicated algorithms. But the reality is that for a lot of use cases, a very simple approach to automation is sufficient and AI can be overkill. So in terms of automating existing manual processes, the steps are as follows. Firstly, we need to identify manual processes that are good candidates to automate. Secondly, try to automate with simple non-AI tools first. As I said before, sometimes just simple scripting is enough. Secondly, if step two fails, explore AI, but remember, your AI is only as good as your model, and your model is only as good as your data. And that's a critical point, guys. If you don't have good data and large volumes of data to build a good enough model, it doesn't matter what algorithm you use on top, you're going to be building on a very shaky foundation. Roughly speaking, the development cycle for an AI solution is as follows. Number one, we source the data. Number two, we build our new model. Number three, we adjust the weights. And number four, we apply an algorithm. After that, you need to feed input and hope you get back intelligent, high quality answers. And there's a lot of hope involved in that. There's a lot of exploration with building an AI solution. And the reality is that you're never gonna get it right first time. You're gonna be constantly tweaking the model, constantly adjusting those weights, constantly also adjusting your, your algorithm because the reality is it's a discovery process. You, you really don't know at the beginning what kind of results you're going to get back. An AI model, to some degree, is always a bit of a mystery box. And as you can imagine with such a development cycle, it's expensive. The development cycle for a new AI solution is long and complex, so it should not be embarked upon for trivial use cases. To do so is overkill. I've seen myself AI being applied to use cases that you just look at it from a common sense perspective and think, you know, AI being applied there is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It's just complete overkill. And a lot of it is unfortunately being driven by the, the marketing department. It's not being driven by the engineering department. Um, you have someone in marketing or you have the CEO saying, hey, everybody's doing AI. We got to do AI as well. How can we get AI into our product? So you have this kind of Frankenstein AI where 
you know, it's been uh, stuffed into a product where it's actually not a good fit. And it just it just becomes a checkbox exercise where we can quote unquote um, claim we're doing AI and um, and then go out to the marketplace and say, hey, you know, our product is AI powered. It reminds me of years ago when Intel done their big campaign on Intel inside. Um, it's AI inside. It's 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 getting a bit farcical. And when you see every product that's in the market just boasting that they they use AI, it no longer becomes a unique selling point. It's not a differentiator anymore. You've got AI inside. So what? So does everybody else. Who cares? And it's unfortunate that we're getting to that stage with AI and its development cycle that. Um, you know, there's so much hype that the expectations then won't be met because people start using these lame products, which are maybe not that great to begin with, but they claim to be AI powered and they come away with a negative impression and they think, well, this AI stuff, it's it's not that great. It's kind of underwhelming. Um, and that's unfortunate because there's actually some amazing AI products out there. And AI is, uh, in my opinion, it's a, it's a niche technology. It's not something that should be applied everywhere. It's actually quite niche. And uh, the use cases for it are relatively narrow. And unfortunately, because it's been broadened out to include everything, um, it's been somewhat diluted in terms of the messaging around it, which for me, as someone who loves AI, is a, is a little bit disappointing. But that's where we are today, folks. So remember, if a cron on the script is good enough, it's good enough. So apart from worrying about AI this week, um, I've been also working on my alpha framework 4.0 release. Uh, I've been hitting a bit of a brick wall there, to be honest, with CICD issues. And because I hadn't built that project in a while, when I went to build it again, I discovered that my code coverage was no longer working. I used a tool called CodeCov to, um, to generate coverage reports based on a Clover XML file. So when I run my unit tests, I generate a Clover file and then CodeCov um, gives me a percentage breakdown of um, my, my unit test coverage. And at the moment, it's just stubbornly telling me that uh, my coverage is 0% when I know it's actually around 82 or 83%. So just fighting the tool set at the moment on CICD for that release, which is um, very frustrating, to be honest. It's a big waste of my time. But um, I need to get back, get that back to um, to stable builds again, um, so that I can report on my code coverage accurately. So, basically, long story short, um, the release is delayed because I'm fighting CI/CD, which sucks. Other than that, in terms of media that I'm enjoying this week, um, I've been following some some live streams of Escape from Tarkov by Doctor Disrespect, and. It's inspired me to get back on the game myself um, in the last couple of weeks. I haven't played in well over six months. Um, but watching an experienced gamer like him uh, struggle through the game is uh, giving me a bit of solace that it's not just me that sucks at that game. Um, it is actually a very difficult game. It's fun, but it's also incredibly punishing and frustrating at times. So I'm dipping my toe back into Escape from Tarkov at the moment and enjoying it so far. But yeah, it um, it's a tough game. So I would only recommend it for very experienced FPS players. Okay, so I will leave it there, folks. I hope you have a great weekend. I will catch up with you again next Friday. Take care. Bye-bye.